And that's why they gathered around him in the first place. Because they'd heard about that miracle. They choose this man because he conforms. Barabbas conforms to what they expect. What, in fact, they demand of their God. You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that My reflection today is a little bit more in the style of what we do on Tuesdays here, um, where my whiteboard is my best friend. As, uh, as we have just heard in this reading, the crowd led by the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin are faced with a choice of whom they are going to have released on the great festival day by the governor, Pontius Pilate. Will it be Barabbas? Or will it be Jesus? Two people accused of heinous crimes against the nation. One of blasphemy, our Lord. The other of insurrection and murder. The words used to describe Barabbas' crime in the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, is the word for a rioter. Someone who incites the people to riot, or what we would call insurrection, rebellion, traitor, being a traitor against the Roman Empire. Jesus is accused of blasphemy. Why? Because he has claimed for himself in the chapters leading up to this moment by action, by word, and even by title that he is the Son of God as the, as the high priest says to him in the reading, the Christ, the Son of God. left myself a little more room to write. Mm -hmm. Now, in the earliest copies we have of Mark, Matthew's Gospel, Barabbas has another name as well. Jesus Barabbas. Some skeptics have seen this as a reason to doubt the authenticity of the story, that maybe this was invented to provide a contrast. But Jesus was actually a very common name in that time in the world, in that place in the world, for the same reason that the name George was popular in the United States at one time, because there was this guy named George Washington who helped establish our country, so people named their, their born sons after George. Well, in the same way, the name Jesus in the original Hebrew is Yeshua or Joshua. And Joshua, of course, helped establish the country of Israel in some of those adventures are recounted in the book that bears his name in the Old Testament. 
So will they have released to them Jesus Barabbas or Jesus the Christ? Now, Jesus Barabbas is accused of insurrection. The phrase that John's Gospel uses is um, more like a robber, but that's the term that the Jewish historian Josephus uses to indicate someone who um, incites people to insurrection. So, the title is, This man is accused of murdering people as he incites a riot that will doubtless result in the, the deaths of lots of people and hopefully the overthrow of the Roman government. Now, Pontius Pilate has proved himself prior to this to be a bloody and ruthless dictator. That's why the Romans have sent him to the Holy Land. He is to keep peace and make sure that there are no more bloody rebellions from these people, these backwater Jews. As our scene comes to a crescendo here. It's a wonder in some ways that Pilate makes the decision to bend to the crowd. Again, some skeptics have questioned whether this could really have happened. But his job, remember, is to keep there from being an insurrection. And this is no small crowd that is gathered because the town is full of people gathered for the Passover meal. Jews have come from all over not just what we call the Holy Land, but further away in the diaspora throughout the Roman Empire. They gathered here for the Passover meal. And the tension is just ripe for a riot that could easily turn into the very war he was sent there to prevent. And I think like any good politician, Pilate makes the decision to accomplish his long-term goal, which is keep things simmered down by releasing for them who they want. Do they want a murderer, which is something that the Roman Empire does care about, or do they want a blasphemer, which is something the Roman Empire doesn't care about? Because they don't care about this backwater religion of this backwater people. The crowd cries out for the murderer. Just as they had cried out for Jesus... And on the triumphal entry that we recounted at the beginning of our service, because they thought he was coming in the way they anticipated Jesus' uh, God's Messiah or Christ to come. They anticipated him as a military conqueror. Someone after, the, after King David who would establish or reestablish Israel as a wonderful political power, a world power in that part of the world. This is exactly what Jesus Barabbas wanted to do. So they choose for themselves over and against a man who has raised the dead. And that's why they gathered around him in the first place. Because they'd heard about that miracle. They choose this man because he conforms. Barabbas conforms to what they expect. What, in fact, they demand of their God. In fact, the really interesting thing in the providence of God is here we have Jesus is the Christ, or as the high priest says, the Son of God. A God whom 
earlier in this gospel, what we call the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus had taught the people to call our Father in the prayer we all know so well. The name Barabbas, if you were to write it like this, Bar-Abba. Abba is the word that is Father when Jesus teaches what we call the Lord's Prayer. And this was a common surname we know from the Talmud. So they're faced with a choice between Jesus, Son of the Father, but who conforms to their expectations, or Jesus, the Son of the Father, who does not but can raise the dead to life. And people, this crowd, chooses the one that conforms to their hopes and their expectations. It was a bit of news a couple of months ago that came out in a study because our politics have gotten so tendentious here in the United States. They did a psychological study and they discovered that most people would rather see people die than change their minds about their political beliefs. It's been a bit of a travesty to see some people exulting in the current crisis that the death toll has risen, is, continues to rise and has risen as high as it has because it confirms their predictions about what would happen. That we would choose the death of others, a murderer, over the one who can raise the dead to life is a perennial problem for human beings. We make the same choice as that crowd made all those years ago. Every day, when we choose our own passions, our own appetites, our own desires, instead of obedience to what the one who can raise the dead to life has taught us, we choose again a God shaped in the way we want This is why John Calvin said that the mind of fallen humanity is an idol factory. We're always refashioning God in our own image. Or as I think it was Chesterton said, in the beginning God made man in his own image and man has never ceased trying to return the favor. We want God to conform to our hopes and our expectations and we will have no other God And so, the crowd says, give us Jesus Barabbas. A one who claims, or whose name means, he is the son of the father. But who is just like we expect God to be. And crucify Jesus Christ is always confounding our hopes and our expectations but who can raise us from the dead when we know this about ourselves we are ready to hear 
the words that the crowd in the end cried out as words of hope. When Pilate washes his hands and says, I'm not guilty of this man's blood, they say, echoing the exact same words that the people of Israel said at the bottom of Mount Sinai, when Moses brought the covenant to them, when they say, His blood be on us and on our children, then when we know that we too would be the ones who shouted, Crucify Him, then we know that we are ready to hear those words, His blood be on us and on our children. That those words spoken in arrogance are a mantra of hope. Because only by the blood of Jesus, only in the depths of His mercy shown to us on the cross, only when our sins are washed away by His sacrifice, can we attain to eternal life. And the good news is, as Jesus will say when He's being crucified, when He says, forgive them, they know not what they do, it's people who would crucify Jesus who are exactly the kind of people He came to save. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, Son of the Father, we give you thanks and praise that you not only would sacrifice yourself for your chosen people, but that you would sacrifice yourself for people who prove themselves day after day, again and again, willing traitors to your Lordship, who would reject the Lordship of God over our lives, who would disobey the words you made perfectly clear in the same sermon where you taught us to pray, our Father in heaven. Lord, for our lack of obedience, forgive us. For all the times we have shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David, all glory, laud, and honor to you, and then have turned right around and crucified you afresh by our sin. Forgive us for these many transgressions, Lord. And in the week ahead, as we ponder your call to service of our brothers and sisters, our neighbors and all humanity, as we ponder again on Friday the three hours of torture and pain that you endured before finally giving yourself over to death for our sake, make us Lord Jesus, make us to crown you afresh in our hearts. Turn us away from the many sins we commit and back to you until finally we can sing your praises on the day of resurrection. This we ask in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. My vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me save that thou art. Be thou.
Sleeping, my presence, my life. 